right, and welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm super passionate about moving and thinking. On this show, we are going to dive into all things health, fitness, personal development, lifestyle, and political sociocultural. I've always been fascinated by people and I love learning from the experiences and stories of others. This has been a treat for me and I hope this is enjoyable and useful for you. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or any way that I can make this a better experience for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Hello, welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm here today with Rob Dew. He is a senior uh, content producer for the InfoWars, and he has been at it for a very long time. How are you doing today? I'm, you know, doing well. Like I said before, it's a uh, lack <laughs> of sleep is always something I fight. So. I, I, yeah, I, I feel that. I definitely feel that. <laughs> so I, we won't dive into the specifics, but I think the pending kind of uh, elephant in the room is, you know, that Alex is on trial right now. What are some of your just general thoughts about them kind of using him as an example? And uh, he's I, and he was kind of the forerunner for all the censorship, too, that we're experiencing now. I feel like they were beta testing and making an example out of him then. And now we see where that's gotten us. So, right. Well, you don't you don't really need to look far to see him as an example of a straw man so they take a guy and they say this is alex jones and he says this and does this and look at these clips we took from him even though he's been on the radio you know 20 something years these are the 10 bad things he said and and then we can make up lies about him and then we go hey now he can't now he's not this guy's so bad we had to take him off social media and so people go yeah that's right look at that hand it's bad and then people yell at this hand in the street but they really don't know what this hand is. They just know what they've been told. Right. And these are the same people that, you know, put on masks and lined up for their vaccines and got their boosters and everything else. So it's the same type of mentality. They're easily fed. In fact, uh, I was just watching a, a clip from Scarface, somebody put out, and he's talking to the cops and he's asking them, are you a communist? You want, you want somebody on every street corner telling you what to do? I left that. That's why I came to this country. You know, I wear, I eat octopus. I got it coming out of my ears. I got Russian shoes, you know, he's laying it all out, but he's seen also, you know, and he wasn't a great guy, obviously, but you know, he had his moral compass at, at, at some places, which, you know, was anti-communist, but, and not, not to even to compare Scarface to Alex Jones, because Alex Jones is just a guy who gets on a microphone and talks. Okay? okay. So he's over here talking, he's saying things and they're, and they're distilling them. And so they pull out the little pieces that they want. And then they take this sentence and then they put this sentence there and then they add this sentence to it. And they go, look what he said. Look, he won't stop attacking people. And, you know, when he hasn't done it for a long time, when you say, no, wait, I haven't done it. They're like, oh, no, you're not allowed to put on any uh, evidence. OK, you you've been convicted. You can't say you're innocent. Uh, so it's kind of a Unbelievable. It, it's an interesting position because you get to see, you know, the burning of the man and so then they deplatform him so he can't defend himself and then they put a man on trial and then they say you can't even defend yourself so there is no trial no. none of these are going to be trials they're all, they've all been defaulted oh no like it's such a rare case it's so rare it happened three times and you know these guys got gobs of emails they got videos they didn't like what they got because it didn't prove what they wanted to say what they were trying to prove so mm -hmm. they could not go and win in a fair court battle. They couldn't right. win a fair fight. So they have to resort to cheating, which is what dim tards do. That's their favorite tactic is dim tards. I've never lie. heard that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're retarded Democrats. That's pretty much yeah. what these people are. They come from the planet dim tard. Uh, and we could even call them dim tardians. You know, I, I'm, I mean, either way, but they're <laughs> basically tard, but yeah, no, that's yeah. No, they're dim tards. These are dim tards. They work for the, the liberal, I don't have a problem with a liberal. I don't have a problem with somebody who who thinks healthcare should be free and and we should worry about the environment and they're for free speech. Those are classical liberals. Mm -hmm. But these dimtards, they are. You got to wear your mask, and they're all fat, and they want to honk at you and henpeck you and tell you what to do. And that's yeah. the that's my problem. You know, I don't want to get yeah. your shots. I don't want your free healthcare. I don't want any of these things that you're trying to push on because they're no good and they're never going to work. Whatever, whatever you think is going to work. Like we're going to stop inflation by spending $7 billion or $700 billion. No, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Dim tards. 
But, you know, they're led by Brandon. So what can you say? Yeah, well, and I'm not sure that Brandon is led by Brandon. So no, he's definitely not. Where does that leave us? Yeah, not in a very good place, right? Brandon's led by his nose, you know, wherever he can find something to sniff, he's there. (laughs) Right. Unfortunately, it does seem that way. Um, Well, I hear so many people who, you know, they just, you bring up Alex's name and it's like immediately, you know, oh, we can't go there. He has no credibility. They just immediately shut down and you get this just huge wall of resistance. Well, what? What, what what do you what do you think about that and what do you say to people like that? Uh, usually I move on because I, okay. I when I when I see the dim tard stare or the dim tard snarl I but usually I'm go ah just talking about the the dim tards like yeah. I see it from you know I see it from the oh, there's uh, people pe- on the right the rhino yeah. yeah the people that are that are so I'll tell you this people have realized yeah that Al- what Alex Jones is now the barometer for ultimate censorship and and you know he's the test case for tyranny essentially yeah um for night he's the 1984 test case because everything they yeah. did in 1984 they're doing to him totally. and you know uh a guy like charlie kirk who mm-hmm. you know owen Troyer tried to interview a few years ago at a cpac event right. didn't want to give him the time of day well now he's having alex jones on but that's because i think people got to charlie and say listen dude do you want to hang together? Yeah, I think Bannon got to him. Steve <laughs> Bannon's another guy. Uh, Steve yep. Bannon's another guy. Never really interviewed Alex, but I think, I think times like these are, are what get people to go, "Wow, why am I even against this guy? What he didn't really do anything except talk. That's all he's doing is talking." He asked some questions that and I think everybody should questions. ask. Yeah, yeah, and and if not so, necessarily those questions people should ask questions and people should be very concerned that you're ask, that they don't ask want questions about everything questions. right yeah. right well like like this Anne Hache thing you know yeah. her the the video of her climbing out of the body bag or is it a burn bag i mean what do they have her in it looks like they have her strapped in which is what they do normally but right. they didn't have her strapped in too tight she pushes her way out she looks like she's trying to get away and they're like no ma'am you're going into this ambulance and who knows what she was hiding from or running from. Uh, she's speeding down the street, kind of like Michael Hastings, just hauling ass and then crashes. Yeah, um, totally. You know, uh, it was interesting. She, she had a Miata or something like that, or a, a Mini Cooper was in an electric car. Is that why the that fire started like that? Because it was a terrible fire that burned in yeah. this house for like, she was in there for almost an hour in her car. So, you know, that, that I would like to know what kind of car she was driving. It was an electric car because normally these fires they could put them out pretty quickly but these electric car fires they can't they might burn for 10 days really yeah there's nothing you could do about it you know it's crazy and that's that's the technology which they're trying to push they want to have more of those and you know it's i I think they don't work in cold weather they don't work in real hot weather they kind of work in this in-between temperate zone and (laughs) it's not that the technology doesn't work it's just not as good as a gasoline engine at the end of the day. Doesn't have the range, doesn't have the, but it has the power. That's one thing they do have is the power and the speed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you run your air conditioner for too long and, you know, you're not going to get as far as you would, you know, in a gas car. So, yeah, no. And they, they are pushing them like crazy and they, they want, they're putting all these bills in, into yeah. these, you know, that where we can't have regular gasoline cars. No, they want to do, do away with them because you can control an electric car because an electric car then goes on the grid because part of its operating system of all these cars is to talk with, you know, the 5G and everything else that's out there. And so then they can track you and then they can go, oh, we don't like what you're doing. We're going to turn off your car. Oh, we're going to take your car and drive you to the nearest police station and lock the door so you can't get out. You know, it's that type of control. And that's what they want. And then eventually they want to do away with personal cars. In 20 years, I don't think they want to see a personal vehicle. Out well, yeah, they want to have everybody that. riding in, you know, Ubers and whatever the Uber equivalent will be at that point. It'll be some kind of robot car that'll then, you know, oh, we don't like what you're saying. You can't ride in the robot car anymore. And then, you know, you're stuck. So, th- so that keeps teaches people to police themselves. And so, mm-hmm. well, and you get what you have in China, you know, people policing their behavior, people policing other people's behavior, and it, yeah. it never ends. So, no, how do we stop this? Uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's stoppable, uh-huh. um, but there, there's ways to stop gap it. Um, 
you know, I, I think one thing, you know, what, what people need to start looking at now is how, how they're going to get food locally and don't, don't wor- depend on a, uh, uh, grocery store. You want to mm-hmm. find your, a local farmer. You want to find uh, a guy who's, you know, has his own hens or get, get some chickens, uh, yeah. grow a vegetable garden, find, find a couple ranchers in your area where you can get beef off of, um, uh, I've heard of a group called the Texas Beef Initiative, and they're going around trying to tell people, look, start getting with local uh, local cattlemen because they'll process their own cattle. Right. Uh, they can't do it on a large scale because then, then the FDA comes in and looks at them, but you do it on a smaller scale, then you mm-hmm. can have the meat you need because they're, they're going to bugs. Bugs, you know, in two years, they started it like it in, it was in Obama's term. In the second term, they started like, kind of playing with the bugs but i think it was a test marketing thing we're going to try these slogans and these sayings and and these you know these hollywood people eating bugs to Mm -hmm. see what works and what doesn't and then now they're coming full force you got to have bugs uh agriculture's bad animals are bad bugs are good but um i saw a statistic um in a in a journal and it was they tested 300 insect farms and 81 percent of them had parasites in the insects and of those 81 percent 30 percent of those of the of the parasites were pathogenic to humans so there you go doesn't make me want to eat insects i'll tell you that that's just thrilling yeah Yeah. and now they're sneaking it into ingredients Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i i've seen that so you really have to read those labels yeah, anything that says sustainable, check the back because it's probably made of crickets at this point. And, crickets. You know, cricket flour, which, uh, how do you get the cricket flour white? I don't know of a white part on a cricket. I have not seen many white crickets, no. Yeah. So they're probably using titanium so di- dioxide, yeah. which the, is a carcinogen. Right. Yeah. And and they put that in everything. They, they put it in uh, feminine products. They put it in cosmetics. And, and it's it, a number two carcinogen. It used to be in toothpaste, too, interestingly enough. Really? Yeah, it's a, it was one of the main ingredients in toothpaste. It's an ingredient in paint, too. So don't eat your paint, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's good, good advice. Don't, yeah. don't eat paint. That's a, usually a good thing not to do. Yeah. yeah. So we were... We were talking about the FBI before we got on here and how yeah. they're losing credibility. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on this latest raid with mar largo And yeah. Um, I, I, you know, it seems like there was a lot of back and forth going on leading up to the raid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think it was a coincidence that Trump wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was tipped off or if he mm-hmm. knew I don't think they're going to find anything on him. I think it might have been a trap for the FBI that he laid because they're talking about all the video they have. Eric Trump was on on Fox, I believe, saying, oh, yeah, we have lots of video. We're going to be doling it out. So I don't think. But what did it do? It energized Trump's base. It basically Mm -hmm. guaranteed uh, a nomination win and and an an election win at this point. I don't know who they're going to run Gavin Newsom against him, probably. Um, It does seem like that. Yeah, but uh, you know, I I think I think Trump played it well. He because he was the one who put out the information. I think if it was like all on the up and up, we would have seen it from CNN. They didn't get a tip off. Why didn't CNN get a tip off? They got one for Roger Stone. Right. Trump's a way bigger story than Roger yeah. Stone. So yeah. they didn't even have a tip off there. Trump let it out of the bag. Trump kind of pressed forward. So I I, I think I think it was sort of like a a, a you know. I'm not one to ride the the Q wagon, but it could have been a 5D chess move. We could have seen some of that um, from from Trump. Who knows? I think I think you oh, I think you are going to see though. Um, um, FBI, someone's going to have a pair of panties and put it in their pocket. I think that's what we're going to. That's going to be one of the clips that we'll see. That I, I predict that somebody grab Melania's underwear. Really? I'll stand firm on that one. Oh yeah. These people, these people are sexual deviants. You know, they're like, I got Melania's underwear, you know? Yeah. You know, you know, one of them and there's a real big perv is, is going after that. That's, that's what I think. Uh, Just, you just look at the way it, it unfolded and it was like Trump had all the gusto. Everything was going. There's people at Mm -hmm. Mar-a-Lago. 
Now, some of the fallout of that is the FBI running around claiming they're victims now that, mm -hmm. oh, nobody likes us and we're getting mm -hmm. death threats. And you had that guy uh, who had the gun and uh, the AK-47 and the nail gun show up at one of the field offices. Mm -hmm. And I guess that didn't go too well for, for that guy. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. which no, no one in their sane mind is going to go, oh, we're going to go attack the FBI base. You know, the best thing to do is avoid the FBI and if they come and ask you questions, don't answer any questions and call a lawyer immediately. Just you don't want to answer anything because no matter what you say, they could say you lied. And then and then all of a sudden that's a felony, you know. So even if you didn't consciously lie to the FBI or say if you said something that doesn't jive with their reality, you could get in trouble. If you could say if they say something about the insurrection, you go, well, I don't believe there's an insurrection. They're like, well, that's a lie. You know, and that, that, that's how they set you up. That's how they got General Flynn. They got him in a perjury trap. They didn't get him for doing anything. They just said, you lied to us. And we don't even know if he really lied to him or not. But it's wow. just because they say it. They have two agents there. So they, they have their agent who's asking the questions and they have their witness. And so they say, what color is the sky? And you go blue. And this agent goes, he didn't say blue. He said bluish green. You know, and then <laughs> then it's a felony. And that's, that's how they get people. And that's how they got Flynn, essentially. He went there with open intentions of a man who was, you know, from the establishment, essentially mm -hmm. wanting to work yeah. with people and they screwed him over. He didn't realize who he was dealing with because he came from Democrats, he right? Democrat, you know, sure. so he's like, oh, these guys aren't, I, I'm one of you guys. And they're like, yes, you're one of us. <laughs> and they got him. Uh, and that's sad, but yeah, that's the reality of the Demtar universe. The dimmed hard universe. Yeah. And it does seem to be a very sad reality. You were saying you think that the FBI is losing credibility with people. Oh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, with me a long time ago. Well, yeah, yeah. The normies, but it's definitely happening now. And, you, you know, you can see that. And that could be a, a whole situation where they, uh, you know, the dismantling of the FBI to me can't happen soon enough because they're, they're not think an organization. It will? I feel like there's talk about that now. If 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 Trump gets elected or or DeSantis, whoever gets elected, and mm -hmm. there's a shift, a big a big shift in the uh, in the power structure, yeah, I think you could see it happen. If it's kind of well, thanks to the voting machines, everything was close, and uh, the Republicans have one extra vote, but it's a rhino. <laughs> you know, that's a that's where I see with these voting machines mm -hmm. yeah. where they where they could go with this is it's. It, oh, it wasn't quite a red wave. It was so close. They have one extra person in the Senate and three extra in the House of Representatives. So nothing's really going to happen because at the bottom line, that's what they want. They, and that's what they did with Trump. They they played the um, prevent defense, mm -hmm. which really doesn't prevent anything, but it slows everything down. So sure. they didn't follow his orders when he would tell somebody to do something. They would slow walk something. If he said, get this done in a week, they put it in a pile and they would get it done in a month. So yeah. by doing that, it's a slow war of attrition. And, you know, while Trump did some good things, there's a lot of things he didn't get done in his first term that mm -hmm. I think he wanted to accomplish. And then he stated he wanted to accomplish. And that was from people that were slow walking. But, you know, right. people just, um, I guess it's like the jellyfish manifesto. You just don't really do it. You absorb things and you don't really move. And you're just kind of like a bowl of jelly. And that's, and that's what they, uh, that's how these bureaucrats act like. And you got to get rid of them. I think you got to get rid of the career bureaucrat. You got to get rid of this lifetime employment. Um, you know, you go in, if you get a job with the government, you're in there for five years and there's no retirement, you know, boom, sorry. You shouldn't be working. You should go into the government as a service, not as a career. And if right. we don't need career, we don't need career politicians. We don't need career bureaucrats. You know, this, this, Hey, it ain't that hard to push paper. It really is not that hard. <laughs> So you, you get somebody and you teach them and you here's I'm going to teach my replacement. And then you have a freshening of what's going on. You don't have, you know, this uh, uh, DMV mentality where people are just going, they're doing their job and they're not going to do it any faster because they don't care. And nothing right. happens if they do anything faster. They don't get a bonus. They don't get anything. They yeah. just, so I'm going to take this paper and I'm going to walk it across the hall and I'm going to place it here and I'm going to go back and get the other piece of paper. And, and that's how, that's what government is. Government is one yeah. person walking down a long hall with one piece of paper. Oh, and that's what you get. It's, it's sad. It's sad. 
We, that's the- one thing we could have the robots do, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. But then who programs the robots? That's just got to yeah, worry no, about. No, I, I was being facetious, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what, do you, what do you think is going to happen then for uh, 22 and 24? Do you have well, any thoughts on? I mean, it was good to see Liz Cheney get her butt kicked last night. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't stay up and see what happened in Arkansas, and I didn't even look it up today. Did Murkowski mm-hmm. win? I didn't see either. Yeah, so. Busy all day. Um, you know, I think... I think you're going to see some action in the midterms, which is yeah. going to get these guys to tighten up their game for mm-hmm. stealing the 2024 election because they know how to do it now. And they know courts aren't going to look at it. These commissioner mm-hmm. courts aren't going to look at it. The governors aren't going to look at it. Everybody's just a rubber stamp at this point. So if you have the ability to print lots of mail-in ballots and mm-hmm. stuff ballot boxes with them, that's what you're going to do. And then the other stuff's going to be the voting machines, whatever they do on these with these voting machines. And it's either through people, nefarious people programming them. They showed uh, recently where when somebody places a vote, the ballot image that's made, it changes the vote before the image is made. So if you were voting for for Trump, it switches it to Biden and it makes it look like it's a scribble, too, because it takes a. Uh, a split second image it goes bam, bam, and it pop, puts it on another spot and then that ballot image is made so when they go back and audit the vote they go no it says biden bro you voted for biden so what are you and gonna do about that you see this where, where, where is this oh i saw it was a video uh, it was like two or three days ago so who knows if wow. i can even find it on social media but it was something uh, I might have saw it on Getter, but it was a system where it 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 changes it before the ballot image is made. Let's see. Wow. Let's see if we let's see how the old Googler works. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, change. I know about the Googler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, change before ballot image is made because that was the key to it. Ballot image made. Interesting. And let's see what pops up. Okay. Uh, so yeah, no, no. Yeah. So. Yeah. Doesn't give you anything. Your own election audit in Georgia. Okay, no, that's Georgia ballots or uh, electronic voting procedures. Yeah, it's just a bunch of crap. Mm. Um, you're not going to find anything in the old Googler. Yeah. Uh, I found it on on one of. I'm on three social media networks, so it was either Gather, Getter, True Social, or Mastodon. That's where. I okay. Get yeah. That's the only place you can get anything decent at this point. And yeah. I've been kicked off Twitter for so long, which I kind of enjoy because when I go back and look at Twitter, I'm like, I would be wasting my time fighting with these people in the comments. And it's just my you life know, is better for not doing it. I, I kind of I was kicked off YouTube and I was kicked off Twitter. And I, I kind of I was upset at first. I think more just kind of like that. I don't know why I was shocked, but there was a bit of, you know, that kind of, okay, I think I had more. I think I thought I had more time. I didn't think I was going to get kicked off quite so soon. Yeah. But I, I did feel a sense of relief because, uh, you know, YouTube, I just was constantly auto critiquing and oh, I yeah. felt, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, that that's counter to everything for which I stand. So what's the point yeah. and right. That was the whole point of doing what I'm doing is to get, you know, to counter that. So, yeah, and that's how we're going to win this war. More people putting out more information. Um, you know, now the CDC is finally saying there's no difference between an unvaxxed and a vaxxed person. Totally. You know, and that's something we said back in 2020, you know, natural immunity. Uh, there, there was one and a lot of people jumped on her. It was, uh, it was this lady here, senior editor, Kira Butler, anti-vaxxers have a dangerous theory called natural immunity. Now it's going mainstream. So that was in 2020. Today, she says, hey, trolls, that 2020 piece I wrote on natural immunity referred to the baseless idea that immune systems that had never before encountered COVID were superior to vaccines. Well, see, they are. So you still look stupid. (laughs) Acquired immunity from previous infection is quite different. That's freaking natural immunity, retard. You know, but it's like, oh, I can't admit when I'm wrong. I'm 100 percent wrong. I'm 180 degrees from the truth. Oh, but I don't get censored. My mm-hmm. articles are out there, you know, okay. people who talked about natural immunity got censored, you know, oh, totally. where's the apologies, where's the tour, where's the, the reinstatement, no, none of that ever happens, nope. you know, we're still stuck. 
None of that happened. So I'm curious, you were, you were talking about like some, some people who were previously like, wouldn't have Alex on, you know, wouldn't Mm -hmm. uh, affiliate or associate and have kind of come around. Uh, So I guess it's a multifaceted question. My first part of the question is one, do you think, I I don't know if silver lining is quite the right word because I, I think what's happening is really horrifying. And I think it's horrifying for everyone. I mean, it's, you know, it's horrendous for him, yeah. but it's, and for everybody in InfoWars, but I think it's actually really horrifying for the country as a whole as well. So I'd like to hear your thoughts though on that. And then also what has it, you, you've been with the uh, InfoWars for since when, 2009 or how long? I joined, you know? I joined InfoWars in two, February, 2009. So, yeah. Right. So, so you've been there for a while, right? Yeah. So I'm yeah. curious what the, what the journey has been like uh, for you and for watching kind of the, you know, the, the political climates shift and the, the audience perception shift. Yeah. Can you talk a little hmm. bit about that? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so when I, first, want to take on first, when, I, on. <laughs> when I first got there, I'll probably have to ask you the other question again, but when I Not first got worry. there, um, <laughs> he had just finished the Obama deception. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if a lot of people saw that movie, but Obama got inaugurated in January of 2009. And in March okay. uh, 2009, he had this documentary done because he was working on, he knew Obama was getting, he was the chosen one. Right. And who'd they put candidate. Yeah. John McCain, you know, like, yeah. Who's voting for John? Who's going to a John McCain rally? He's pretty much like, you know, uh, president Brandon. And uh, same with Mitt Romney. I mean, these are guys that have no substance that if the system got behind them, yes, they could have got in, but then the system wasn't behind them either. So, um, so he knew that. And so it it was interesting. There was, um, uh, I, I guess since I've, you know, since I was there, there was always, people have always known who Alex was Mm -hmm. the, the negative stuff didn't really start until um, until Trump's, I guess, running 2015, 2016, leading up to the election. That's when stuff started getting to be real negative for us. Okay. Uh, but it was also, but at the same time, so it, I, I guess a good way of looking at it is we're like cruising along here and it's, it's like positive, negative. And then when Trump started running, it got like this, it got, positive and negative you know it just raised the the bar right um, right <laughs> the rising tide so you know while so and, and sometimes it opened doors for us people knew who we were uh i could i remember this clearly i was at a, a ski mountain with my my family and i'm talking to them uh we were walking back to our our little you know kind of apartment condo mm-hmm. and um the guys were working on a hot tub and they had a bunch of tools everywhere. And I'm, you know, telling the kids, yeah, watch out for the tools. You don't want to step on anything. And somebody goes, is that Rob do? I'm like, oh, wow. They heard my voice. Right. Wow. Knew. Yeah. And you know, I had full ski gear on and I'm like, what? And I, you know, talked to him for a little bit and it was, it was uh, pretty cool mm-hmm. for that to happen. But you know, that's, those are few and, far between for me for for alex it's you know the guy the guy walks down the road and i would say it's like a 10 to 1 of love for hate um but he does get some hate he does he does get some hate which is a shame you know because here it is here's a guy talking he's not he hasn't murdered anybody he didn't cause the housing crisis um he didn't cause uh you know jp morgan or bear stearns to go bankrupt uh, he didn't cause a depression. He he didn't like poison the skies and the rivers and the earth. And he doesn't put fluoride in the water. I mean, there's so many other things people could get bent out of shape about, but mm-hmm. they're bent out uh, about a guy talking about uh, Handy Sook, you know, and they just don't want to hear that. That's his, that's, you know, going to be his albatross, unfortunately, is yeah. that event. And, but, but the, the good news is, a lot of these dim tards are really stupid. And in like two months, they'll forget all about it. So they'll, they'll see, they'll know, they're like, I know I don't like you. And I just don't know why. Let me look up my phone again. See what my phone is. 
that's what it'll be like so. yeah i i guess that that's a possible silver lining i i don't think that the that that was kind of my other question you know about oh, how i got a part two to that real quick okay Sorry. yeah please. so from a production standpoint yeah when i first got there it was the show his show and then he'd work on documentaries mm -hmm. and um then uh then we started having a night show that would be from nine to midnight. Mm -hmm. He didn't do that though. That was a different, a different uh, host, Jason Burmis. Mm -hmm. And then, and then Jason Burmis left. Okay. Uh, Burmis left. And then it went back to his show again. And then he's like, we're going to do a nightly news thing. What's a one hour, like kind of tight news show where it's not mm -hmm. a bunch of talking and calls and you're just bam 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 story story clip 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 all right cool let's do it yeah. so we put a studio together to do that and then you know kind of made it happen in a in our weird haphazard way it started off with just alex doing it and instead of being an hour it kind of be like you know an hour and 25 30 minutes mm -hmm. um and you know this thing went off at seven every night so we're editing clips as he's doing them and trying to get them all up. And he's like, Oh, I got to say one more thing. And we're like, Oh, we got to put it on the timeline and render it and get it out. And, you know, so all this stuff, I remember times we were, cause we played off the timeline on yeah. in, in, uh, in final cut pro and we'd get it all together and it would be rendering. It'd be like seven or six fifty nine, And then you'd hit play and the, th the thing would play flawlessly, but you're like, wow. Uh, this could die at any time and then and then we got uh david knight show and war room and then david knight left and then harrison took over but then also from that we used to go and shoot long form interviews so i'd go right. and shoot an interview with somebody like um the guy who wrote confessions for an economic hip hitman john perkins mm -hmm. we go interview him for three four hours mm -hmm. and then use like 20 minutes for a um for a uh you know for the documentary but then we'd have this whole other like badass interview some of those we did end up putting out but it changed from that to going to shoot on an iphone and uploading a little clip to twitter so it got more immediate instead of like right. we're gonna go back to the hotel and put a a 45 minute package together of all these people we talked to no it's like oh that guy said something stupid tweet that out Boom. And, and then call the writers. So they're posting it and it became, everything became boom, boom, real immediate, real right. immediate. And that, and that happened for about, you know, I don't know, five years. It got real immediate. And then, mm -hmm. um, and now it, the way, the way it's happening now is more like we're, we're going to do the news stories and the mm -hmm. shows and uh, you know, every once in a while I'll go out in the field and do something, but mainly it's just, you know, 10 hours, of live stuff and that's i guess that started in 2016 mm, yeah yeah so I'm, I'm amazed that you know the live streaming technology when we first started using it i think we were covering ferguson it's still crappy it still sucks and i can't figure out why that is i'm like why can't they make the streaming technology as good as everything else it's like right. we have cell phones they track us can we at least stream our videos and it's like no you can't stream your videos unless you have you know your well, for us it was the our own network that we had mm -hmm. to build and and make it because you know we we're getting censored so there's a right there's a, a balance there but that's kind of how it progressed um you know from when i got in what do you see for the, uh, and we'll go back to the other question, but before I ask that off of this, I'm curious what you see for the future of the alternative media. Um, I think you're going to see more people doing it. Um, and you're going to see more censorship. So mm. it's going to have more people with less viewers, yeah. which will still be more powerful than like the Young Turks, you know? Cause there's like five or six people on the left and they don't want anyone else, you know, controlling their fiefdom, but it seems like other people are, are just like, well, we want to get the information out. And it's not even necessarily a left, a left right thing as it is a, you know, free speech thing. We want right. to get our information out. So in order to do that, you have to be able to talk, you have to be able to converse with people. And, you know, so it's going to get, it's going to get smaller, but, 
there's going to be more of there's going to be more people talking. Like I see people on podcasts I've never heard of. And I'm like, why do I not know this bird? Well, how, how come I haven't heard of this podcast? And there's a lot that I haven't heard of or, or seen that are, that are good. They're putting out yeah. good work. So yeah. I, that's, that's where I see the future going, but it's also going to be more, you know, as it's already done more immediate, uh, I, probably a guy who was the best at doing quick, short stuff was uh, pioneered. It was Mike Cernovich. He doesn't do it as much anymore or he may, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't really follow him on, yeah. um, and I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know what he's what he's doing there. But like his thing of like putting out quick thoughts every day on something. And but, you know, I don't know if people care as much about being the first anymore. It's not like I'm mm -hmm. the first on everything. It's more about getting it right and and looking at it and see how things develop. You know, well, I think that might be positive. Yeah, I think it's definitely generally positive. What what? So you got uh, things like that Mastodon. aspect. Yeah, yeah, that aspect. So like Mastodon's basically built like Twitter, but yeah. you can create your own server that then you can talk to other servers out there. So right. you've got a lot more of people making their own servers instead of just one monolith, say, called Twitter, where all the information has to flow through. Well, you can put out your own information. If people don't like it, well, they could block you, they can mute you, but they can't censor you. They can't stop you from putting your information out which is a big difference in what you get in Twitter, which is right. they can stop you. You know, they can, yeah. they even uh, true social and, and getter can stop people, but there's nobody totally. looking in a, in a Mastodon instance, there's nobody going, Hey, we can't let that guy speak. Now they could cut off, say they have an instance, uh, a server with, you know, 10,000 people, they could block you from their 10,000 people from seeing your content. That is possible. Mm -hmm. But there's still workarounds where individually you could even go, oh, I really like that person. You could still go seek them out. So stuff like that where it's decentralized, that's going to be the key to everything. It's going to be the key to podcasts. It's going to be the key to blogs. It's going to be the key to communication uh, is decentralization. Because when it's centralized, we've seen what happens with centralization. You get nothing but censorship. In general, I think not yeah. just in the media. We, we need oh, yeah, decentralization yeah. in every system pretty much. Right. Yeah. I, I would definitely. Um, so you you were talking about like it's it's really about free speech, not just left and right. So I'm curious, and this will lead in back into that other question. But I'm curious about your own personal kind of uh, political journey. Like, what where were you at when you first started working with Alex? And you know, has it shifted at all? And what do you see for? Because I feel like the that where I'm going with this, I'm curious about your journey, but I'm also curious about what you see in the audience because I mm. I remember. 10 years ago the people who would uh, you know watch Infowars were uh, it was definitely a different audience than who I feel like some some are the same you know I think some people are mm -hmm. you know have been watching for almost 30 years you know yeah uh, and then there are the people who uh you know now they call him like an alt-right conspiracy theorist you know like that that's how they try to demonize him you know yeah. uh, but Meanwhile, I mean, there were a lot of people who were like Occupy people who used to watch. So I'm curious. Well, what you, yeah. When, when he was against George Bush, you mm -hmm. know, and talking about 9-11 and stuff like that, that was like an invitation from the left to like, yeah, he's with us. <laughs> right. And when he was against Obama, they didn't really care because they're like, we're in power. We don't care. When they lost power, that's right. when you saw the big backlash and the demonization because, mm -hmm. hey, we're supposed to be in power. We're supposed to tax the shit out of you. You're supposed to sit and take it and, you mm -hmm. know, bitch on the sidelines as good Republicans. And, you know, Trump switched that on their head, but they saw Alex as a guy who helped get Trump elected, which I, I think he was instrumental and, so. and probably, uh, uh, you know, integral in getting Trump elected. The first time. I think so too. Yeah. And I think I think he got elected the second time too. I mean, I'll, I, I'll, I, I would you know, agree. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't believe there's any way Brandon got 81 million votes. Um, you know, not nobody was allowed to audit the machines. No one's allowed to look at these things. It's always like, oh, it's a trade secret. It's it's an election, it's not a trade secret. You're building a car, okay. You can have trade secrets, but when it's an election, we should have 15 if 20 people want to look under the hood. Right. They can look under the hood without stealing a trade secret. They can look sure. and make sure that the ones and zeros are set correctly or that it can't mm -hmm. be hacked or that it's not changing the vote in real time before the ballot image is made. Like that's the scary stuff because that stuff, it's unauditable. You, you can't yeah. do that. And then 
I saw a story over the weekend. Uh, it was called the, the Voter Matrix. It was a, a story that Red, Red Elephants, I think, put out. Okay. And, and uh, the Voter Matrix is even scarier because they, they created a database, well, a list of, of all the names. These guys asked for the entire New York State voter rolls. They wanted everything. So they okay. got it on nine terabytes on a, on a double-sided DVD. And when they opened it up, it looked like mishmash. Like it was just all, you know, and nothing was spaced up. Nothing was in columns. And then okay. if you put that in a spreadsheet and you tried to sort it, it would immediately, like you would lose the patterns that were there. Because when the patterns were set up, they had these mm -hmm. patterns built into them. And they did it with numbers where what they found was um, there was like 144,000 voters that had no address. Okay. I don't know how that works. I don't know how you have a voter with no address uh, to be a real person to cast a vote, but they had 144,000 voters with no address. That's weird. So that, no should, that should immediately call for, you know, a major investigation. And this was an all volunteer group and it took them a year to go through this data and they didn't even go through all of it, but they were able to see patterns uh, and it was certain decimal numbers. There's two types of ID numbers. There was the state board of elections number. That, mm -hmm. that was a number. And then the, the county ID number. And if you put anything into a database and started looking at it, it would immediately screw with those patterns and you couldn't see where the phantom voters were. But they were able to find that many. Um, but that doesn't count for uh, other anomalies. But the thing was, if you purge those voter rolls, you're like, oh, we're going to get rid of those 144,000. The system was designed to make new voters. And, and an another thing was like 70% of these voters that had no address also registered on New Year's Day. Now, I don't know about you, but like a DMV office, a post office, any place that you're going to register to vote isn't open on New Year's Day. So how in the hell are people registering on New Year's Day with no address? And, you know, it's just like, well, okay, this this is crazy. This can't happen. No. So it makes no sense at all. Yeah. So, but that's that's another way. So you've got these voter matrices, you've got uh, fraction magic, which is done in the voting machines where they'll take a vote and they'll, they'll split a vote up into 10 parts. So then mm -hmm. they can move a couple parts of a vote here and parts here and parts here. So it's decimated now. It's, uh, it's, it's in the decimal system. And then they can change votes by that way. They'll take, well, we'll take 20% of these votes and hash them up and put them over here. And that'll give our guy a 2% lead. And you'll never see the fraud because you have to know how the fraud's being done in order to see it. And now you have ballot images that can be changed, uh, votes that could be changed before the ballot image is made. So then you can't go back and look at the ballot image and go, huh, yeah, we were wrong. And then you got the mail-in voting. So there's there's more than one way to skin this election fraud cat. All you need is a is you know a guy good at math and and a few dedicated dimtards. And man, you could take over the world. And that's what's going on right now. Well, that's really really scary. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it is. Is there anything can, that so can people got to get involved? Yeah, yeah so get involved. How, I mean, can we stop them? I, I mean, if you if they're doing these uh, shenanigans before it's even uh, being placed, then how can you you can't audit that? How do you stop that? Got to be on your toes. You got to. I mean, it's crazy if they're changing votes before. I don't know if there's that many. Um, I remember hearing that, that back in that. 2020, but I didn't see the evidence. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I remember there were several reports on that, but yeah. Well, but the, I, voter, I didn't... the voter matrix is scary because you can just add phantom voters and then those phantom right. voters can vote however you want them to vote. Sure. And that, that, that doesn't take nearly as much work as getting a mule to, to pack a bunch of ballots in and collect them and goes and, and goes, uh, you know, distribute them into these drop boxes. No. That takes a lot more work. But that's the kind of work that that's like a, a union type job where unions are all working together and they like dim tards because they give them free money. So they got to keep that flow going. So and they get free money. So they got to provide votes. And so they work um, with these with these groups to do this. And it's done under nonprofits and NGOs, all, the, all these all these systems that have a, a tinge of government to them are usually um, 
left in their leaning and they usually want to keep things going that way. And, you know, what's, what's when they corral around a message, like, you know, climate change or eating bugs, that's when you got to worry because that's when things, you know, are taking the shot or wearing a mask. That's mm-hmm. when you're going to get the really hardcore um, pushback from the left and, and henpecking about how you need to live your life. So that's people have to be aware of those signs. Yeah, well, of course. And, uh, you know, when you talk about the NGOs, I mean, these are the globalists who are in charge yeah. and they're just using the the left as the, uh, you know, the vehicle to be able to usurp their power. Eventually they're going to piss off uh, the wrong people and, and maybe there'll be an accounting uh, reckoning. I don't know. Um, Cause they don't seem to be able to stop and they seem to be growing in their, um, their ballsiness. They keep going farther and further and further. And then, yeah, now to it, to go after and just run a search warrant on a sitting president, instead of just asking for the documents, they're like, no, we're going to do it this way because this is, you know, we're going to show you that we don't want you to run. And if we think if we do this, you won't run, but he turned the tables on them and, you know, I think garnered a lot of support for it. So, yeah, he did. I, I do think they're going to try and take him out still. Oh yeah. They're not done. I mean, you know, yeah. they haven't been done. And they're from, never since, done. But <laughs> Right. When he said he was going to when he won the nomination, they started their anti-Trump, you know, stuff. Their work. Right. Right. So. Well, if they're, if these, uh, if, fraud shenanigans work then we're we're in real trouble so i i I go back to what 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 can people do how do we stop this you gotta you gotta form local communities and uh, get out of the cities i I don't think there's any there's no value left in in any of these cities anymore uh i'm i'm about 15 miles outside of austin okay and we moved in 2021 just because we're like you know homeless people started showing up in our neighborhood drunk and pass. I out. left Santa Monica. Like, yeah. In yeah, September. Like, can't live like this, you know, and I, I'm not going to be able to save every homeless person anyway. And most of them are there uh, at their own free will. They're not there, you know, out of bad luck. Um, but you know, you can't, you know, I don't want to be around that. I want to, I want my kids to be safe, you know? Sure. And so uh, you got to get out of the cities and, and start talking to your neighbors and, and form plans and, you know, you're going to find still, you go out in the country, you're still going to find liberals. So you got to learn to live with people. Um, not everybody's <laughs> going to agree like you do. And, uh, you know, that's the one, while I admire the hardcore Christians and their ability to stay there, stay with their moral compass in light mm-hmm. of a lot of things. I think at the end of the day, if they would work with some people, but then I'd be called, you know, oh, you know. We can't work with these people. Well, these people aren't trying to run my life, you know, so I'm going to work with these people, even though they may be a little different. Um, But me, I come from like a libertarian standpoint. Mm -hmm. I was probably uh, left growing up, more Mm -hmm. Democrat growing up. Um, And then when I started looking at, you know, I started reading books and started asking questions and and -hmm. seeing how things were played out on TV. I mean, I didn't like... um, when uh newt gingrich was running he was a speaker of the house and clinton was in mm-hmm. office and i wasn't a clinton fan either but i was like these guys aren't doing much either on the other side so i was firmly libertarian and then uh i didn't become a republican until ron paul was running in 2008 and i'm like you know i want to vote for ron paul i believe in ron paul i really think our country would be in way better shape had ron paul uh become president and i think he got that was the first I, I, you know, and people are like yelling about Bernie getting, getting stolen from like, well, where were y'all when Ron Paul got stolen from? You know, I don't really care. I don't, I don't need no socialist to run, run my life anyway, but you know, watching what they did to Ron Paul and then they did it to Bernie. I'm like, you know, that's what happens when you're, when you're not totally in the pocket of the system, you're not going to get, right. you're not going to get anywhere. And Trump was only able to beat that. I think because of social media. You know, he was able to go, you know, there was no Twitter when Ron Paul was running or if there was, nobody was on it, you know? Right. So it's, it was a different, way different ball game. For sure. Yeah. Ron Paul was really right on target about so much. Yeah. And, you know, they, they 
made him out to be a quack. Yeah, well, that's what they do with people with principles. That's what they do. So yeah turn them into quacks and <laughs> they turn them into quacks yeah so that 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 was the we'll go back to that question so do you think that there is some sort of I, I as i had said before i don't think silver lining is quite the right word but do you think uh i you know I, my hope is the great awakening is going to combat the great re reset mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. hopefully the awakened will become the great resistance and that that yeah. will be the 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 key to to winning this thing you know uh the the war for humanity, really. I, that's how right. I see it. I mean, I think as long as people keep talking about it, you're going to have more people wake up. I think mm -hmm. you saw a lot of people wake up with the lockdowns and 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 that type yeah. of thing. People that weren't, you know, ready for it. And I think now, as more people start dying suddenly in their in their sleep, eventually there's gonna we're gonna reach a death tolerance level, um, or a side effect tolerance level. There's gonna be a, a point where humanity's gonna go holy shit we let them inject this stuff with us what did i put in my body you right. know i'm not i'm not going to be worried because i didn't put nothing in my body but right, there's right. going to be a lot of people that are worried and they're finally going to see the light and it's going to be most likely they're going to learn the lesson the hard way but by that happening you gain a lot more people and you gain them and you gain people with a purpose and with um with a disdain for what they were from so that's powerful. That's a very powerful combination. Yeah. So, you know, people just need to hold the lines, keep talking, don't stop, but also be welcoming to people that are that are waking up and coming out of this because there's going to be a lot of people that, you know, that are going to be popping out of their cocoon like Neo and, you know, they need somebody to stand them up and teach them Kung Fu and stuff like that and how to, how to garden, you know, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of people, but, you know, some of these people have, have good stuff to offer. So, you know. Someone might play the guitar or something. Keep everybody <laughs> entertained. <laughs> I don't know. You know, uh, it, it's gonna be uh, gonna be a crazy next couple of years. I think you're gonna see a lot more people die this. You know, in the next few months, and it's already we're already hitting crazy levels. So I would I would also tell people this. Um, you know, people are worried about oh, what if this I lose my job this and that. Mm -hmm. it, it's not a good thing, but there's a lot of people dying now that are, that are productive people, like a 40% yeah. increase. And so that was jobs they used to hold. I, there was a lady who was a headhunter for like these big oil companies and they were looking at the people she was going to have to replace. I Remember that? Yeah. that? But tell, tell. Yeah, it was, a few years, it, was, it was about a year ago. And she got on, she said, we're really worried because these people are taking the vaccine and we're worried that we're not going to be able to replace them because, you know, there won't be a, a talent pool. So that's going to be leaving, that's going to be leaving a talent drought that people who are, who are, have their heads screwed on straight, will be able to fill that vacuum. So yeah. that's, that, that, that would be one silver lining. It's sad that, you know, people are going to die. I've had family members take the vaccine. I've had family members not take the vaccine. Um, uh, none of my family members have died yet. That's so, good. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I'm what... hoping they're, they're part of the, the, the five the to six percent yeah that yeah that got the placebo or got a got the top of the vial instead of the bottom you know because mm -hmm. they're using five shots in a vial so i think the people oh, wow. down, down at the bottom were getting yeah and that's and that's how it's a crapshoot you know that's why the not you know if you got a shot and then the person next to you faints well they probably got the extra juice in there Wow. I, I, so I didn't realize that. So the bottom of the vial has more of, well, if they didn't shake it, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen if they didn't shake it, if they didn't put it in the, the arm, right. Mm -hmm. If it went into the bloodstream instead of the, the muscle, sure. it's supposed to go in the muscle. What yeah, if they go in the bloodstream? That shit's going all over your body. You know, you got to look out for that. And, and there had to, you know, they're putting out so many vaccines, how many of these people had training, how many of them have done it for a while. Um, you know, it's a fresh class coming in there and they're, you know, what you're supposed to do is pop it in, pull it, pull it out a little bit and then inject it just to right. make sure you're not shooting air in somebody. Right. I didn't yeah. see a lot of that when you see them getting, getting, getting boosted, you know, so. No, that that's for sure. I, when you talk about the, the tsunami of deaths that we might see, Hopefully we won't, but you know it's a it's a real possibility. I uh, I'm really concerned about the I mean the infrastructure 
So there's, yeah. you know, the people who have been convinced to, uh, you know, coerced and succumbed yeah. to, you know, wh whatever that it is, but it's a lot of, it's the military, it's a healthcare, it's a, you know, it's a lot of our infrastructure, the, the teachers, the law enforcement. So that's a, what do you think that's going to leave us? A talent vacuum. That's what, that's a, a talent if vacuum. You look, if you look these at are the people pilots. with a very specific, I mean, you yeah. know, it's, it's, I'm not joining, you know, unless there's like some sort of draft, which hopefully there's not, but you know, yeah. the chance of me joining the military are pretty low. I don't have the, right, I haven't been trained right. to do that. You know, I didn't go to med school, so I'm most likely not going to, you know, fill well, the, I mean, if you went to med school, all you're going to be doing is prescribing pharmaceuticals anyway. So I, I, mean, I'm I don't aware. know if that's much of a loss. Um, you know, <laughs> no, I think I, you have I'm to learn. Aware. You need to learn basic first aid and CPR. Uh, surgeons are going to be hard to replace. Um, totally. If, you know, if a uh, pilot, we've already seen the pilots. Uh, yes. A lot of pilots left because they wouldn't take the vaccine. I know. And the ones that stayed there, well, some of them are getting grounded because they're having heart issues. And, you know, they... They and some of them are things. a real uh, danger. Be they're, oh, yeah. they're a threat to the safety of others because it, your your risk of blood clots increases just being in the air, yeah, and then your yeah. risk of blood clots increases if you've been injected. So, yeah, that's you know that's kind of a scary thought. Well, you know, thank God we have a co-pilot too. So hopefully their their schedules offset each other, and there's no you know double yeah. whammy because yeah, that's a real fear factor that could happen is you know we have planes dropping out of the sky because of pilots will people even care at that point no it's been oh that's a heart attacks up in the air normal you know right. it's normal for justin bieber to get paralysis you know it's normal for his wife to have an aneurysm yeah it's normal yeah, We've all, I mean, justin bieber's always had bell's palsy you know that's how they they rationalize this stuff away it's like folding your laundry could cause a heart attack like, <laughs> yeah yeah right okay sure it's climate change climate change is causing yeah, a heart attack. so there was a recent study uh and these are in like actual journals i don't know how I, I, people should just be so outraged that this kind of quote-unquote science is occurring but it was a study that said that climate change was causing an increase in obesity in children mm. and you know they rationalized it that well because it's uh, you know, warmer, so they're yeah. not outside they're playing video games. much, and yeah. you, you yeah. know. But then, when you actually read the study, it, it's because the it, the climate change has increased one degree. So, yeah. because of one degree change, which I don't, I, I don't know how you quantify that as anything. Anyway, I mean, you know, the, since this morning, the climate has changed more than one degree, but. They they rationalize it. It's not just rationalization, though. This is a study, and they're arguing yeah. that this has caused this dramatic increase in obesity in children. And we're right. supposed hey. to believe this is a credible scientific study. Well, you know, it has. They didn't look at what these kids were eating. They didn't look at no their, their sedentary lifestyle. People are and holding their phones games up, and, looking yeah, at exactly. their screens, and and what. Uh, what else did they not look at in this study? They didn't. Oh, where they're getting their temperature data from is mm. probably back to these people who are taking thermometer readings on like hot tarmacs and airports, like where there's a lot of asphalt that's absorbing heat and putting it off. You know, mm -hmm. you get these high temperature ratings. So instead of having your thermometer kind of, you know, six feet above something and you know, and getting different readings, you're getting right. all readings where it's normally hot. Let's put the thermometer in the sun. Let's see how hot it gets. Let's mm -hmm. put the thermometer next to this uh, air conditioning unit as it's blowing out hot air on it. You know, all these things and they pick and choose their data. So then it comes up, oh, see, look, climate's getting warmer because, you know, we have this data. So they have data. It's how they get that data. Right. And that's, that's how they make these, these fraudulent studies. And then well, we have to blame some, you know, we have to blame obesity on something. We can't blame it on, on video games and phones because we make our money that way selling video games. And or phones. the, uh, you know, so-called food, which is really oh, yeah. the chemicals yeah, yeah. and the seed oils and all the garbage that's in the food. I, I, there's a clip and I heard, and they're talking about scientists rated what foods are good for the environment. And they said, like beef was the worst. Beef was the worst. But you know what was good? Energy drinks. 
energy drinks energy drink energy drinks and colas it's like yeah that's what they want you that's what they want you consuming colas and energy drinks stuff with no nutritional value well it's worse than no nutritional value those things are harmful i mean Uh, yeah yeah, 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 they are harmful. They are harmful. They're not. They they're have not deleterious good. health effects. I mean, yes, it's, yes, yeah. No, they I mean, cause problems. Del- they deleterious cause, effects on your health. I mean, but they want some you of them thinking are better than others. But I mean, right. colas. Like, yeah, the Coca Cola company uses Diet Coke to clean up your pipe. Their their pipes. Yeah. What do you think that's doing to your insides? Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's it's actually forming formaldehyde and going in your brain. That's what the aspartame does. <laughs> Just so you know. For real? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It turns into formaldehyde. Oh. Yeah. It's aspartame. That's what the aspartame does. Oh, the aspartame. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just that additive. It's not a good, it's not a good sugar substitute. No. Well, I, I interviewed uh, Kathy O'Brien and she said that they used aspartame as a, a means for like they would overdose her with it as a means to uh, lead to mind control. It was like one. Oh, of I the- believe it. It could deaden, probably deadens your, your nerve endings. To be, and then you're susceptible to, you know, other stimuli, stimuli. So that makes sense. Wow. I, so I, I did this rant last night about uh, conspiracy theories and uh, my thoughts about how, so uh, I'll give you a little context and then I'll ask you the question. But so I, I, one of my pet peeves is that we always, that people, we always feed into the, the language reframing. So you know, they they're that they play the Orwellian games where they're redefining things and they manipulate language, and then we play whack-a-mole. So we're yeah, we're and you playing- fight in that battlefield of you got it. That's not the right way to say that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the term conspiracy theorist was actually uh, you may know this mm-hmm. already, but it was weaponized by the CIA in yep. you know, 1957. It was doc- document, you know, 1035-960 to avert any mm-hmm. attention into the Warren Commission. They didn't want people yep. asking questions. Gee, that doesn't sound familiar. Uh, yep. They didn't want people asking questions uh, about Kennedy's assassination. So one of my pet peeves is that uh, people who may be in the that realm where they do ask questions, they apologize. They say they're conspiracy realist or, you know, that they're not really conspiracy theorists. And I'm like, well, actually, no. I mean, if you, you know, put forth theories, that doesn't mean there aren't conspiracy facts. There are. I mean, right. conspiracy exists and it can only survive in the dark. So I actually think it's incumbent upon the light to be shown on it to expose conspiracy. But that there are also theories and I don't think there's anything wrong with, right? So I, I yeah. It's so just asking question. What is a theory? A theory is a question. It's a hypothesis. Right. It's, it's you're looking at things and you're going, this, these things don't add up. Why doesn't this add up? Why doesn't this add up? And you're looking for more information for the holes in the story that have been given to you from the mainstream narrative. Yeah. So my question for you is uh, now that, you know, I, I think there is some vindication people are seeing that, you know, we'll take Alex, for example, that things he's been talking about for almost 30 years yeah. that people were saying we're just absolutely crazy. We're seeing come to light and that maybe he wasn't quite so crazy and he was actually right about mm-hmm. a lot of this sort of thing. So do you think that I, I mean, obviously not from the the legacy media, not from, you know, the NGOs and the government They're they're not going to, they, they're going to keep clamping down and pushing this narrative of, you know, crazy conspiracy theories and disinfo. But do you think that we're seeing a, uh, do you think it, in any way some of that vindication is making people start to ask more questions and to, uh, start you know doing their own path of investigation and not because i think what happens is people shy away because they they don't want the labels <laughs> you're looking for something uh sorry um no. <laughs> um let's see the i mean obviously you could get torn down by the conspiracy you know and you let that be used as a wedge but mm-hmm. i think um I mean, you really can't, you're not going to stop what other people are going to say about you. So mm-hmm. you can't really worry about that. You can't worry about what other people are saying. You just mm-hmm. have to go forth and do what you're going to do and not, yeah. you know, not worry about other people. You know, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I think that's, that's really one way, I guess, to do it in your life or whoever's watching this, like 
don't be dissuaded when people call you a conspiracy theorist because it's just a name that they've been taught to talk about people that ask questions and there's nothing wrong with uh with asking questions and you know but it, it can't get demonized and you're going to see they're going to use what they learned with alex jones and they're going to go after uh, you know oan is is on there uh fox news is on there on their radar so those guys are going to be getting their uh their reckoning as well but they tried to play ball with these people and that's mm -hmm. what you get when you play ball with these people you get you get um they you, they'll work with you and then they're going to hit you in the head with a club and yep. uh, with that i have i have another podcast i have to yeah. do in about 10 minutes oh uh, let me let so, you go then all right but that was good no i think we did over an hour so yeah uh, all right well tell everybody uh you know if you where they can uh, find you and all, all that good stuff don't find me i'll find don't you. find you <laughs> all right well we'll tell them not to find you all right thank yeah. you so much yeah all right. it was great have a good one take care you too all right This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.